Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you find yourself in the world. Thank you for coming to WWW. What happened this week in the world and what do we think about it? Ken H. always coming to you from Houston, Texas. Thank you so much for joining us. What a fantastic week. What a great program we have tonight. What great things happening and hopefully a little fun tonight as well. As always, we love to bring you up to speed on what's happening around our globe, also what's happening in our country, and we'll have some fun along the way. Fastest 25 minutes in the podcast world. For those new to the program, of course, a little politics, a little uh, entertainment, a little sports, take a little uh, world uh, conversation. We'll take a break from our fantastic sponsors, and you pay attention tonight. The sponsors are out in full. Holy smokes, do we have something special for you tonight. July 26th is going to be a great moment for those fans that are listening. You're going to have an opportunity, again, thanks to our fantastic sponsors. And then we'll have our, after that break, we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about more of some of the topics of the day. Let's get going. On the politics fronts, of course, exciting times happening. If you're listening to Donald Trump, uh, ex-president, or Vice President Pence, they're both in Washington. They're actually competing in speeches across the the way they're in D.C., and so they have different speeches. They want to talk about the same kind of concept but the same policies, but the lines clearly are drawing in that race. Do you want to follow, let's say, the vice president, or do you want to follow the ex-president along the way? And they continue to talk mainly, as always. Both, of course, are touting the policies are what makes the country great. The leadership, of course, is nice and certainly important, but it's the policies that make where we are now versus where we were, you know, less than two years ago, just over two years, uh, the reason why we have an economy like we do, prices like we do, the policies, the policies, the policies. So let's see how those guys do. In the other side, January 6th, those guys are still making those uh, hearings continue and drag on. It looks like they'll be done for the summer, thank goodness, because it doesn't seem to be changing the minds of anyone. If you're a Democrat, 72% of you are listening to those hearings with everything you have and every bated breath. If you're Republican, 78% are not listening to these hearings for whatever reason. So clearly the hearings themselves have not brought the country together. It simply has solidified that we are in a divided nation. You've got half the country in one side, half the country in the other. If you're a business, don't be stupid. You need all the business dollars you can get. Don't pick a side. Sell your product, sell your service, sell your apparatus, do whatever you need to do, but do not be political. Do not pick a side because it doesn't matter which side you pick. You're going to alienate the other side and half your revenue will not shop with you anymore, not buy your service, not buy your product. So business-wise, and you know I come from a business background, it makes no sense to bring your politics into your business. Zero gain, half of your income to lose, no matter which side you pick. And I won't tell you to pick a side because I'm telling you not to pick a side. So again, it doesn't matter which side. The June 6th hearings again repeat, uh, repeat what we know. Half the country thinks one way, the other half the country thinks the other way. And that's pretty okay. That's what we, you know, that's why our system has survived. We have a pretty good system that has a checks and balances. And, and November will decide if everybody's happy the way things are going. We stick this, stick with these leaders. 
If you're not, then you switch it up a little bit. That's the way the system works, and it's designed for that very reason. Let's get over to sports. Obviously, NFL sports football camps have started, so many things happening. If you're watching your favorite sport uh, camp, your favorite team, shall we say, you see those videos on Snapchat, you see the teams going to practice in whatever uh, location they are. A lot of things happening. The quarterbacks are changing. The wide receivers are changing. Everybody's changing. Some are coming to camp. Uh, Cincinnati Browns, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, excuse me, uh, Burroughs, Joe Burroughs has gone in to have a little surgery. He has a little appendicitis, so he's going to have a little appendicitis surgery, so he'll miss the first day of camp for that Super Bowl contender. So that's exciting, uh, obviously, for that guy to get that over and get it done so you can recover and kind of move on. So that's going on in football. If you are a Brett Favre fan from the old uh, Green Bay Packers, of course, and then he went over to Minnesota Vikings for his last couple of years. Very funny story came out this week. His daughter, Brittany, kind of told on dad being a cheapskate, remembers the story of her dad and his old Chevy pickup, and uh, wouldn't cover the expenses to get it fixed, wouldn't do the thing, and the muffler falls off. So you never know. You know, you think all these people have all this money, and that's true. But what do they do with it? Well, this, this story was pretty funny, and so we thanks Brittany for sharing that and making Brett Favre apparently laughed about it. I thought it was pretty funny as well. Entertainment-wise, lots going on. It's kind of cool. I happened to be at a concert this weekend. I went to Styx and REO Speedwagon. My brother and his wife saw the exact same concert in Dallas. I happened to see it in Houston. Pretty cool that we both were seeing the same show. Now, funny thing is they switched it up. So for them, REO Speedwagon was first and Styx finished. We got the reverse of Styx being first and REO Speedwagon finishing, and that was kind of fun. But again, I don't know if you've ever been to a concert. Have you been to a concert lately? When was the last time you went to a concert? They're still doing them. You know, they're still having concerts. In fact, Mick Jagger, which is next on my list, he turned 79 years old today. He's in Paris with the famous Rolling Stones, and they're doing their 60s tour, and they're still playing and performing, and the guy's 79. The REO Speedway, Speedwagon's lead singer on, on Sunday would remind us that he was 70 and still doing well. If you haven't been to a concert, I'd suggest you go. And what helps you, if you want to go to Vegas and you want to be there in November, pack your bags, get yourself set up, because Adele has just announced she's going to be in Vegas for a residency stay at Caesars Palace, and she'll set up camp. And she'll be enjoying that wonderful stay in Las Vegas. So you can see Adele and her show if you get out to Vegas. Now, I haven't been to Vegas but once. But I do like Adele and her music, so that might be drawing me there. We'll see what that goes and see how that shapes up. Tonight we're going to talk a little bit about travel. And again, thanks for our sponsors. they got a, a big story coming right here soon. And you're going, to, you're going to find it to be quite entertaining, quite fun, in fact. I'm very happy for you all joining us tonight. But let's say, in the world, what's happening in the world? Well... Because the dollar and euro are kind of popular right now and kind of one for one on the ratio, thanks to the inflations in the economy like it is around the globe, the dollar and the euro are at the same price, not happened in a long time. And so many people have decided this summer they're going to go to Europe. Well, that's fine, but the Europeans are telling us, in fact, I know because I have friends there, they're saying make sure you plan on long lines 
68-72% are finding the lines in Germany and Belgium very long. Delays are very long on the lines at the airport. Also, of course, at baggage check. And so a lot of lost baggage. The bags are being backed up and packed up, and they're stacking them up. And so finding your luggage could be difficult. Make sure they, the, the quote on the line from the article I read today was pretty cool. If you're going to travel, pack a lot of patience. But certainly I would encourage you to travel. If you've never been to Europe, I've been very blessed to be able to travel around the world and 35 countries under my belt. And I'm very pleased to say everyone has a uniqueness. Everyone was special. Some I will return to, some I don't need to return to. But I must encourage you, if you get a chance to travel, please do so. Nothing wrong with America. But traveling the world is pretty cool as well. How about that Game of Thrones? Kind of a mix of entertainment and specialness. If, you want, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, Sail Croatia, find it on their website, has Croatian sailing tours where they did a lot of filming for those masterpiece places. You'll get to go along that Dalmatian coast and see a seven-day cruise, see a lot of the King's Landing, a lot of that stuff that was part of the show, and you'll see some of those landmark sets from the distance and from the water, and you're going to see it. $1,139 those cruises start at for seven days. You yourself can get yourself to the Game of Thrones life. They're going to do walking tours, and there's plenty of Game of Thrones people. TSA has one piece of advice. If you're going to travel, please plan on long lines. Don't be upset. Don't be frustrated. The lines are going to be there. We know it. We're telling you. So don't let it happen that you caught off guard. Wow, what a night, right? Travel is a part of this show. And I'm excited to tell you, Travel and Leisure has hit us once again, being a faithful fond, a friend of the sponsor. If you'll order Travel and Leisure magazine, you can get the entire year. Shut up, $2.99. What are you telling me? Travel and Leisure magazine. $2.99. Grab your editions now. 866-737-8037. Travel Leisure Magazine is going to tell you all about it. We're going to tell you more right now. <laughs> Half the show's already gone, folks. Ten minutes has gone by. Holy smokes, I promise you the fastest 25 minutes in the podcast world, and we live up to that promise every single time. Well, last a couple, uh, last week we did, I think it was two weeks ago, forgive me, we did the top entertainers and their salaries. I'm a foodie, if you didn't know. Let me go ahead and remind you I'm a foodie. Fell into foodie business and fell into that in Europe, and I really love the food uh, way they present it, the portions. That's where we get into trouble here in America. Let's just go ahead and say it. We get into trouble in America and the, and the size of our portions is what get the Americans in trouble. It's not the fact that it's good food, bad food, no food. It's the fact that the portions are just so large in Europe and in most of the world that I've been, you really have a chance at a starter, a main course, and a dessert. But here in America, the starter's the size of the main course. You then try to shove the main course down. You're taking a box home with either your dessert or what you left over, or you don't get a dessert at all. 
Here's a secret, folks. There's no to-go boxes in Europe. Why? Because the portions are appropriate. You're going to have a fill. It's not like you're going to go home on the way home. You're going to go, gosh, could we swing by the Mickey D's because I'm still hungry. That's not the case. And you're also not going to be having a box of food. Now, Fido may be frustrated that you're not bringing any food home for him, but the rest of you are going to love it. The experience of that three-course meal, the experience of food, having that fantastic conversation, a good little glass of wine if you like it, or a nice iced tea or a soda if you're interested, is fantastic to have that conversation, that interaction. So tonight, once again, Travel Leisure Magazine helps us out. They came up with the top 50 restaurants in the world. Those in the world that were hot and the top 50 of the world's best restaurants. What country do you think was in the top 10? Guesses? Class, anyone? Raise your hand. No, I love that you all, I so often see these notes and messages from you all after the fact, which is great. I'm sorry I don't have a way for you to jump in live and uh, to be a part of the program and answer these questions, but we'll, maybe we'll figure out, maybe we'll attach it to a Twitter feed Maybe we do that. Maybe that's going to be a good way to get that going. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Top 10 countries that had some fantastic restaurants in it. Spain. Most in Spain. Spain topped out with the most restaurants in the country in the top 10. What country? What restaurants? Well, let me do this right. Don't make fun of me. Asador Etrabari. Number 10. Right? Driver XO, coming in at number six. And Distravata, those are the top ten Spanish restaurants. Sounded kind of Italian, didn't it? I kind of sounded Italian doing that. Anyway, those are your top three in Spain. Mexico, Mexico City specifically had a couple restaurants in Mexico City. That's pretty cool. Uh, uh, Quintinero, oh, I'm horrible at that, sorry. At number nine, and Pujoro. At number five, they were the two in certainly in the North America sphere. Sadly, America didn't come in anywhere near that. The only restaurants that we had were out of New York, and that was at number 33 and number 44. So we weren't even close, but that's okay. You know, we got other things going on here in America, but okay, so that's fine. But if you're traveling the world and you want to have a top restaurant, Peru, believe it or not, Peru capped out, had one of the greater restaurants, sitting in at number two in Peru. The restaurant is called Central. Peru's restaurant Central was the number two restaurant, and that was the best restaurant in South America. So pretty cool. Restaurants all over the world that are enjoying that status and are going to have that wonderful uh, business. Shout out to Cezout in Rotterdam, of course. My go to when I'm there. Dear friends Patrick DeHart and his lovely wife Annette and I are part of that. They, we love that restaurant. Says out in Rotterdam there. Michelin Star Restaurant after 23 years over the COVID period Patrick was able to capture that Michelin Star by creating to-go menus that you could make those fantastic fish dinners at your home and we shout out to Patrick and his fantastic work and I'm grateful to always know and be a part of his uh, very good success. So thank you. That's a good shout out for me to Rotterdam. And so what's the number one restaurant? What is it? 
Where do you got to go to find the number one restaurant in the world? Any guesses? Any guesses? Well, you got to go to those Scandinavian countries, specifically Denmark. Been there, loved it. Been to Copenhagen, where this number one restaurant is. I haven't been to the restaurant, I must admit, but I will definitely try to get there before, hopefully before I go. Fantastic spot, right? Denmark, beautiful. Why did it get a lot of the, the not only the cuisine, the food, the restaurant, the portions, but the views are fantastic, and I can promise you they are. And so Copenhagen right there, the restaurant's name, Germanium. So Germanium is the number one restaurant in the world of the top 50 restaurants. So where's your favorite restaurant? What restaurant would you say, Kent, this is my favorite because of the ambiance, the moment, this is where I asked my wife to marry me, this is where we told, I was told I got a job, this is where I was told I get a... You know, I get a new, uh, a new promotion. I get a new raise. I got a, a my wife is pregnant. We're going to have new children. We bought our first home in this town, so we went to the local restaurant. What's your favorite restaurant, and why are the memories there? I've got a, a memory, of course, the talking about your job. I was 20 years old. I went to New York from Oklahoma. Was going to get a job. The president and his wife took me out to dinner. We went to New York City there, in, in New York City for the for the dinner. I had never been to New York in my life. I'd never been into that kind of setup before. Again, I was 20 years old, very young, very inexperienced. Didn't know what to order. I saw a French dipped sandwich. And I thought, you know, French dip, you know, kind of make it, you know, special, whatever that means. And, and a sandwich, I can deal with a sandwich. I really wasn't hungry. I was quite nervous. The biggest moment, one of my bigger moments of my life, first big chance at the world. And here I was, trying to be impressive, whatever. So I ordered the French dip sandwich, thinking I could, you know, that'd be okay. Now, who, who knows? Raise your hand if you know what a French dip sandwich is. Well, it is that wonderful curded beef, so it's nicely cut, very thin beef, really special, on a big crusty bun right? You're feeling this picture? So sure enough, you take the French dip and they bring you this little Aujon sauce and right there in a little sauce on your plate. And your plan is to dip the sandwich into the sauce, soften up that bread so you can take a bite. And boy, does it come together nicely. Well, as I mentioned, you all know, I'm, I'm from Oklahoma, so forgive me. Oh, don't forgive me. That's where I was from. I was born there. That's where I'm from. So I took the French dip. I didn't know about the bread thing. I didn't know what the sauce was for. I thought maybe dipping for the fries. I, I don't know. What do I know? Nobody's helping me out on the side of my president and his wife. They're laughing, kind of giggling as they see me tackle this, this big, huge bread. I go to take a big bite of the big bread sandwich, and sure enough, it collapses all over the place. You look like a fool. You're scared to death. Embarrassing, but okay, that's the moment. But it was a great dinner. I won the job, so I got the job, came back uh, to Oklahoma, packed the bags, and went back to New York a week later. 20 years old, my career started in New York City, and that was the restaurant, the saloon. I'll never forget it. One of my favorite restaurants to always go back to is right across from Lincoln Center. So you sat out, and you could see Lincoln Center. So you had the ballet, the opera, and the symphony all right there, right there on Broadway. 
and it was uh, it was just Eighth Avenue Broadway, and it was just very very cool. So these restaurants, right? These restaurants have such fond memories in your heart and in your mind of what was happening. It's almost like that music song, right? We talked a little bit about music last week. We talk about food tonight. Food is such a draw. I'm going to have a nice dinner tomorrow night. It's going to be great. I, uh, it's as much about the conversation as about the food. It's as much about being together and having a great conversation, great chat. It's always about that, and you come together at the table. You come together to eat. So I would encourage you to think a bit, have some fun with it, send me your little notes. I think that's always fun. Let me know what your story was at this restaurant, what was going on, what was happening, because that's going to remind you of these wonderful, wonderful memories. The food will come back. I don't think I've had a French dip sandwich, as I mentioned it. I don't think I've had a French dip sandwich since that first and only time I felt a disaster. I now know how to eat it, but I haven't, I don't think, eaten it anywhere in the world since that one night. Not a good memory, but a wonderful night because that's when my career started in the oil and gas world. But anyway, so that's kind of fun. So that's exactly the hope I have. So 50 restaurants around the world, 50 restaurants. What's your top restaurant? Where have you said, Kent, God, that was where I, again, I, I saw my wife, saw my husband, I saw my boyfriend, saw my girlfriend, I saw the person I'd spend the rest of my life with. At this restaurant, we had our first date, and then it became our anniversary, and then we kept coming back each year. We kept doing something to rekindle that moment of that firstness, that excitement, that joy. So I'm very excited for you to have these times, and I would encourage you to go ahead. There's nothing wrong with it. I appreciate a restaurant, and I know restaurants love to flip the tables, but go ahead and be up front to the staff and say, we're going to have a nice dinner, so please don't rush us. Please don't hurry us through dinner. We're going to actually spend time together chatting, talking, enjoying it, and here's how you do it. Here's, the, here's a Kent secret. Don't order the entire menu, the entire order dinner at the beginning. Why? Why do you say? Why do you think? Because it controls the food. Because they don't care whether you're eating slow, whether you're chatting and having a good time during that starter or that salad or that little uh, aperitif. They don't care. So they'll bring out your main course as you know you've had it happen. As I tell the story, you're like, yeah, that happens to me all the time. Because you've already given them the order. Hold that back right? Just hold on to the menu. Say, let's just get the starters going. Let's get the appetizer started. And don't tell them what you want to eat yet. Don't tell them. Because that means you're in control of that time, that schedule, that clock. And you're able to then say to your, your person at the table, your entertainment, your guest, your, your love, we'll, uh, we'll order just a minute. Now, they may or may not be upset about it. Doesn't matter. It's your dinner. It's your time together, and I'm going to encourage you to make the most of it. Go for it. Spend the time. Enjoy the time. Let it go. Put the phones down. Ooh, those phones at the table? No, 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 no. That's a negative Nancy. Don't have that phone at the table. In fact, we had a game. There was a group of us always go to dinner and go snacking, go fun, have dinner. And it was always fun because we'd make the contest. First one to grab his phone, hear me pays for everybody's meal. What? That's right. 
So if you got a phone or you grabbed your phone to text or do something stupid, you'd be paying for everybody. How do you do that? Well, it's also fun to put everybody's phones in the center of the table. Just stack them up. Just stack them up and talk. That's what it's about anyway, right? Are you going out to, to be on the phone or are you going out to talk to people and have a good social night and have a good dinner and have a good fun? So put the phones away. Put the phones down and first one to grab the phone pays. What? That's true. That's a fun game you can have. Yeah, but can I need those phones with the kids? That's a different story altogether and that's a whole different night. You're not having dinner at one of the top ten restaurants in the world with your kids. That's true. Let's just come on. Let's just be honest. Let's do it. Because remember, we're all in this together. Fastest 25 minutes in the podcast world. I'm Ken H. We're coming to you always, every week. We're finishing July. We finished July this week. You have a great rest of your week. Have a great rest of your month. We'll see you soon. Always a pleasure. Don't ever change. See you soon.